morning, good evening, good afternoon, as long as it's all good. Welcome to the House That Happened, sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill. The only place to be in suburban of Etobicoke, voted four times the best dive bar in the GTA. But we'd like to think it's probably one of the best in Ontario, because when we're out here... We keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here to talk about the iconic, insane, and insidious thing that happens in this wacky world we call sports. How you doing, buddy? I uh, wish, you know, the Leafs were in a better position, but we'll get to that a little bit later. How about you, yourself? Well, you know what? I, I have to say this. The last show that we did, I was so hoping that we'd come here and say congratulations to the Toronto Maple Leafs for breaking that uh, horrific, hideous spell that they were on. Yep. However, this is a brand new day. And we, like I said, we're going to get to that, the brand new day on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is there anything else you'd like to start the day with? Uh, well, I mean, we didn't really get to finish up the first round, so I'd like to do a little bit of house cleaning. There's a few notes that I have on uh, the end of the first round. That I don't know sounds about you. good to me. Oh, yeah, there's a couple, three. Yeah. Go ahead. So uh, my first one was uh, low-key Mikhail Sergachev. He was pretty awful in that Toronto series looking back. Do you think so? Uh, one goal, two assists, which not bad, but a minus four, and it seemed like he was on the ice for a lot of goals against. I I'm going to tell you this. I'll give him this. Well, um, you're funny you say that because you know I'm kind of a pro, uh, a pro on his side. He logged more minutes than anybody else in the series, so I believe, didn't he? Should he be that guy though? That's I think so. Point. I really? think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's put it this mm. way. He was on the ice for those two tipped uh, Austin Matthews out of the middle of the air goals. Sure. Okay. And I'm Mister Plus Minus. You know that. Yep. Okay, but sometimes you got to look at the times when you're on the ice. So he was on the ice when a couple times were like, like Matthews was on the ice where we'll get to that in a bit. A couple times where somebody else was sure. completely screwing up. And then he's but that goes the, both ways because like Sergachev, his one goal came off uh, a play where like Nylander should have had him. And he walked agree. wide, wide open into the zone, right? A hundred, so. uh, hundred, hundred, I agree on that. So what are you saying that? He's not as good as you think he is? I mean, he's good, but is he a number one D in the league? I don't think so. And I think that's a lot of the problem with Tampa. I got into this a little bit. Well, this is more of an off-season conversation for the Lightning, though. But The Lightning are in trouble, we are saying, yeah. as they are presently in, uh, constructed, so to speak. Yeah, they're officially entering cap heck. Okay. <laughs> well, we never know because, look, at Sergeyev is only, what, 23? 24. 24, okay. Yeah. And, but and he's they, getting paid now. Okay, That's but he's but he's and so a, is a lot of the guys. So are a lot of the guys on that team. Okay, but they could they could swing it together one more time. Everybody's under thing. Like they could bring uh, everybody back. Who well, are they going to miss next year? A Killorn is a free agent. Um, and that's like I think he's that get, would be a, he's the top scoring UFA this year. Okay. So he's he's going to get paid. Okay, and they so have they're like not going to keep him. He they won't be able to keep. But him. But then who? What top six forwards coming up on that team? That's a big hole. That's a big, big hole. I think we should go back to what you've already saying, that the amount of um, draft capital that they got rid of to keep this thing running might not work out in the long run. Oh, and they got fleeced by Nashville two times oh, there in a year. Go. There you okay, go. Big, I'm, poor, uh, poor asset management there. Eisenman would have never let that happen. I'm, I'm not going to deny that at all. So you're not the first person I've heard say it. I'd have to study it a little bit more. But I'm saying I'm, I'm of disbelief, okay? Of all these teams that were built in the last few years, like, you know, they were built cap-heavy, hope you have a long run with mm -hmm. them and the way it's going to go. I'm thinking that the, the uh, um, Tampa Bay is still young enough. They might lose Kilhorn. Maybe they'll trade for somebody. But look at that. Yeah, nucleus. They're like, all going to be back. Yeah, but Stamkos and Only Edmund, they're both like 33, I 33? think. 33? Kucherov's how old? He he's like 
29, I think. Brandon points. points 27. Only what, okay. Uh, yeah, but those Jeff's are... The, how old? Tw- okay, sure. But Vasilevsky's like, only what? Uh, Vasilevsky is 28. Okay. But like, my point is all those top guys are getting like to the end of their prime, right? That's 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 a big problem coming up. Okay, but I mean, they're still on... They can go into next year keeping all those guys on with the cap the way it is. So I don't know if they can I don't know because I think there's a lot of teams in the East knocking on the door. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not. I'm just going to saying that I'm going to give Tampa Bay the benefit of doubt. Fair enough. Okay, you know what I mean. They made three finals of a row in a row, and I'm just saying this. If you look at the uh, the 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 nucleus of what that team is, they can come back with that nucleus next year with with the salary cap mm-hmm. the way that it is. All those guys that we just mentioned, they are comfortably under the cap. Now, the pieces you got to add to that to go forward is the issue. Yeah. Because a team's not eight guys, it's 18 last there time I checked. You know what I'm saying? So that'll be the issue for Tampa Bay at the time. We'll have to wait and see. You know what I mean? Sure. What else irritated you? Uh, oh, not something that irritated me, but uh man, Brad Marchand could have ended it in 5 for Boston instead they lose in 7. Okay. Get that breakaway opportunity. I am so glad we can bring this up because first of all, that little piece of vermin, when I seen tears in your eyes, I poured a stra- shot of scotch. Can I tell you something? I'm going to be very honest with you. Let's hear it. I felt when Toronto beat Tampa Bay, I went, that's good. I was a bubble golf clap. Honestly, I was. I was happy. I live in the city. Come on. It was good. When Boston lost in Game Seven, I bought, I poured two fingers of scotch and then I poured two more. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I don't know what it was. I just felt better. Like I'm in. God bless Toronto. Glad we're here. But when well, I you're went a Montreal in, uh, fan, Boston's your big rival. Oh man, I felt good. And when he, did you see him? He had tears in his eyes. I were hoping they were, they were the same color as a purple piss that was pouring out of my heart when those guys <laughs> lost. Because you know what? I think that Boston's going to be in worse shape than. Um, oh, agreed. Uh, Tampa when it comes. They're already going to be five million against the cap just because of their bonus overages. There you go. And then all those guys. Remember, this was like the last dance. They were oh, like, yeah. they, remember when they were on this historic streak? They started comparing it to like Chicago Bulls. You dumbass. Yep. But here's what I'm really want to say about those schmucks. Okay, they tried to compare themselves to the '77 Montreal Canadiens. That conversation's over. Oh, 100 percent. Thank you. I mean, we closed the deal. Well, there, there okay, you I go. was only 18 at the time, but we closed the deal and i was allowed to drink scotch that's what i remember hence the reason for the two fingers and then two fingers more when they lost the other night okay all right uh that's it for my big I wanna, for you know what i could rant about how much i'm happy those guys lost i could go on for i won't because we don't have enough time but you remember them creechy oh bergeron didn't play hey guess what guess what injuries happen in hockey right well, I think him coming back, hurt, playing hurt, might have been more of a detriment to their team. I'm not going to deny that. You know what disappointing to me was? The mistakes made by that big six defense. Remember we were oh, going yeah. in talking about the unit? Remember the puck giving up? You know what I mean? There was a couple of bad rebounds made by, oh, what's his name? Oh, Mark. Which was another mistake they made. They should have taken him out sooner. Because they knew sooner. he was stressed, well, and, and they, they they leaned on him a little too hard. So hey, did you see Jim Montgomery's uh, press conference after the loss, where he basically he put that in the goalie coach, which I thought was weird. It was very weird. Okay, one, 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 and the Bob other Asenza. guy, and oh yeah, but what what did he ever win? No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's who the goaltending coach was. Okay, in, in any event, the bottom line is. Um, Boston, they, 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 what did they say? You lie in the bed you make. They brought a back guy that was okay. 
I'm not saying that he wasn't 100%, but he wasn't 100%. Trecci and that, the, <laughs> yep, uh, they yep. were there. Bergeron couldn't play. He was banged up. The defense is the real thing that got me. In my opinion, afterwards, that's the I most shocking part. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. That's the most shocking. You had six big guys back there who yeah. made some absolutely. I, I, I should I should have wrote down some incidences, but like late in games, and then in the one game, in the one uh, where Boston gave up the two goals late, and uh, they went into overtime. Yeah, that series would have been over that game, and then when when they when um, Florida won in overtime. I went, ooh, we got an interesting situation here. But the craziest one for me was game six. Yes. Where, like, whatever, you had that crazy third period. DeBrusque scores the shorthanded goal. I thought that was game over. And then, me too. And then Florida, like, ties it up, like, what, not even 30 seconds later? Yep. And you're like, oh, yep. shit, whole new ball game. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. So I can't, I can't, it's like this, okay? The 73 win, um... Golden State Warriors will always be the 73 team Golden State Warriors, but we can't call them champions. Can't this, call you probably and you're not going to call them the greatest of all time. End of story. That's what I'm saying. Like all this talk about the Boston Bruins and I have to be honest. You know what? Cuz I have to clean up my my stuff that I say too because I did say that I believed that Boston was going to win the Stanley Cup and I did believe they were going to since back was it Colorado that did it last time. What? Won the President's Trophy and won the Chicago, Chicago, during Chicago the lockout yeah. season. Yeah. Okay. So, and because it, it happens so rarely, yep. and it wasn't it wasn't those other teams that have done it. It was just the dominance that Boston showed for so long over a period of time. Yeah. And I thought going into the playoffs, even with those little nicks and bumps that they had, weren't they a good enough team to overcome that? Obviously not. You would have thought so going in. Just I don't know what the President's Trophy curse continues. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. At the house that happens. Nobody say, hey, Marshawn, you still look like vermin and the toughest guy you are when you swing your elbows and shit like that. I have no problem with men crying. It's when you cry. <laughs> okay? It's when you cry. So cry like a little bitch, buddy, because my heart played purple piss for those Boston Bruins, and I hope we win a playoff series before they do. Okay? <laughs> Continue. Well, uh, that's it for my first. Uh, that's, it's I'm so like glad you brought up, up about the Boston Bruins because I am happy, happy, happy. In any event, we have to turn the page now because as, as we were saying last week, and I, I've taken a lot of flack for it, but it's really mellowed out from the Leaf fans because, bro, tell me what happened to the two nights at the Scotia Bank this week with your Toronto Maple Leafs. Help me out. Help! Oh man, I, I like you want to revert to they got goalied, but honestly, I think because here's the thing about Bobrovsky, he gave up eight goals, blocker side in that Bruin series, right? Hundred percent. I think I think the Leafs are trying a little bit too hard to go blocker side. Interesting, because a, a lot of those shots are going blocker side, and he's got his shoulder in too. His shoulders got in the way, so obviously yeah. everyone's reading reports. Yeah. Okay, but uh, from like, I, I wish I would have taken the name, but uh, on Jeff Merrick's show today on the radio, they they had a goaltending expert there, and he was saying like, statistically, you look at Bobrovsky's career; it's actually like the other side. It's glove hand is statistically weaker, yes. which is odd. Back so. in the day, okay, but I'll take it one step further. I don't think you can win the Stanley Cup with Samsonov goaltending either. Now, has he had a couple good games in Tampa Bay? Yes, he has. Now, what is this supposed to be? I'm not saying Toronto's losing. Because of Samsonov. I'm not saying, but they're not winning it, because of him. 
Yeah, okay, but he's giving them saves when they need. It's the guys yeah, but he's aren't scoring. Up the goals at the wrong okay, the, the Barkov the Barkov the Barkov goal was okay, brutal. Okay. If you haven't seen, if you haven't, hold on, hold on. If you haven't seen the Barkov goal, <laughs> I have. I I, I rewind it and I went, how did that happen? Yeah, look at it. it was the goal that tied up the game at two two. Yes, just a. Uh, softy is like feels like it was like, bouncing yeah. on the way in. You pick it up at short, throw it over to first base, and tell the guy to go to the dugout. Isn't that how that puck supposed to work? When they went in, I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, like you know, can we discuss? Well, that? I was at an event last night where the the game was playing, and there was an audible an audible oh. groan, just like a oh, when that went in. And you know, that's what I'm saying, though. Okay, Samsonovs doesn't know how to recover from that, or is it the team? Let's go back. I want to I want to point something. Out. I was talking to somebody else about this. Well, I mean, it's, it's goal and what the first like. 30 seconds of the period. That's, oh, at that's, least. That's just deflating for the whole team. Exactly. Okay, so let's go back to... Um, I was talking to some guys in my age and my ilk, no disrespect. We were talking about it as like of the, some of the great goalies. that How do you come back from that or does the team come back from it? Let's give you just when, when, when Marc-Andre Fleury won the Stanley Cup with Pittsburgh a few years ago when the two in a row. If you go back to those playoff series, sometimes that guy let in some beach balls. He let in some horrific mm. goals. However... Tight skates a little tighter, and let's get on to next. Grant Fuhr was the master. I mean, you're way so too I've young heard, or that. Yeah. He was the master so of just going, oh, my God, and then you wouldn't get another goal out of the guy. All, all, here, here's the thing is, and I, and I could be contradicting myself. After Samsonov did that, he didn't really let anything in for the rest of the game. He let in one more. It wasn't oh, that wasn't his. Of, that was a good goal. No, that's what I'm saying. That, that was a good goal. But I, I think it's a little bit of a ludicrous statement to say that like the Leafs won't win because of Samsonov. Because we, I don't seen, think he's good enough. Yeah, but we've seen Chicago win three Stanley Cups with like eh, goaltending. Oh right? no, that was solid though. They weren't on their knees all the time. How many times did you see Samsonov on his knees again last night? I mean, he, the puck hit yeah. him. But then you know what I get here? Oh, the puck hit him. Then he 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 knew how to play position. That's why the puck hit him. No, man, your goalie's on his knees too much. Pucks that go in, go over his shoulder. Like, he's got to stand up. He's not a butterfly goalie. Wow. He's not a butterfly goalie. So, what's, once you go down, get back up. <laughs> he slides around the crease. He's not good laterally. You know those guys that yeah, dig yeah. in like the Well, that's, that's his biggest and, problem. And he you can't go I mean? side to side. Exactly. But, then he, but he's on his knees. He's got to stand up. That's what I'm saying, in my opinion. But then again, you to your point, what goalie is good enough? That we're going to say is automatically going to take a team to the Stanley Cup that's left right now. Well, the only guy that I think is an elite goalie that's left is Jake Ottinger on Dallas. Okay. He's uh, the and, only and, guy. And we're going to get to Dallas. Because, we will. We because, will. Okay. Uh, but what I'm saying. So, anyways, I, we just had a discussion about this to the J John Q public. And we discussed this. And, and I'm going to say it one more time. And don't give me like, oh, well, this happens here and it gets tied after two games, blah, blah, blah. I, I, we didn't find the number yet. We'll bring it up the next show. But I'm saying, what is the percentage of a team winning um, a championship after losing two? Now, everyone says hockey's different from other sports. I say no. Losing the first two games at home, be it baseball, mm -hmm. be it basketball, who wins? What's the percentage? I know, but we've seen it happen once already in these playoffs. There's the anomaly right now. And I brought this up so I could play with that. Thank God you New Jersey Devils show that it can happen. But realistic, what do you think the percentage is? We didn't look it up. We're, we're it's under 10%. It has to be. Has to be. That's what I'm saying. Has it has to, to be, be under under 10%. But, so. but again, the Leafs just defy all statistics. 
Is that what you're hoping for? No, no that's what that's what I've seen. <laughs> the Thirty years my I've been watching name hockey. Is, his name is Milani, so we know what his lineage is. We know what happens with them the minute their DNA is established. It will have Maple Leafs in it. I'm glad that you are really sticking up for your team, man. I'm digging. Hey, you that's know a what? passion that you got to go there. I'd be crazier if I was you. If she was on the other foot, and we may get there someday. But you guys are in trouble, man. Oh, for sure. And like Judah, the, the, the bottom line is like the Leafs just had no finish these first two games you're blaming Samson off but I mean like there's that one sticker he's made a lot of big saves okay I will agree but I'm just saying I'm uh, for the rest of the series to get you there he's gonna have to suddenly become Ken Dryden Carey Price and and Patrick Roy wrapped into I don't think that's true really I I, I think the team just needs to finish well then we (laughs) need to score so where's your next gear are we going to be back to it? Okay, I'm going to say something that might be preposterous, but okay. I'm going to. Uh, but I'm Wouldn't not. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh, thank you. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to put it this way. Sometimes I think it would have been better to lose in Game Seven to go down weak as you're doing against Florida. Because let's cut to the chase, bro. This is the most wide open year in a long time, and here your Leafs were posed. As a matter of fact, your Le- I think we we're the highest ranked team. No, Vegas was it? Because Toronto was three, so Vegas was three. Uh, First like you're talking about the standings? In the standings. Well, was, Carolina was the number two team. Okay, number two. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's Carolina, Carolina, Toronto, New Toronto. Jersey, Vegas, Toronto, I think. No, no. Toronto finished ahead of Jersey. No. Yeah, and no, and, no, and, and no, points-wise, no. yeah. I think they did. Nope. They did you not. You sure? 100%. I thought Toronto I'll, I'll was the fourth. Right now, but. I thought Toronto was the fourth highest. I thought, I thought, there was, I thought they finished fifth. They, I thought I, thought, I could have sworn New Jersey finished third in the standings. I'm going to pull it up right now. Hmm. But That's uh, interesting. Yeah. In any event, when we uh, 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 pull it up, I'm just saying that uh, if I was a part of the Leaf Nation right now, I would be really, really going, I don't think so. And here's what even makes it worse. I thought if Toronto had won the first um, round of the playoffs, they would have gone to the conference finals. Because you win that, that first one, yeah. and there's no pressure on you. And if you looked at the first few minutes of the first game against Florida, they looked like they were playing that way. Yeah. Until Florida got that goal, and then everything went. So uh, we're both kind of right. Toronto did finish fourth, but they were behind a point behind New Jersey. Oh, okay. They were tied with Vegas, but I guess they had the tiebreaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so Jersey did end up a, a point ahead. Yeah, I, point I, thought ahead. That, I thought that they – in any event, both teams are in trouble. And what's the score right now as we're talking? Oh, 4-0 for four the Hurricanes. 4-0 for the Hurricanes. Yeah. So that, but you know what? That, that's a different animal here because that's Carolina winning two games at home. So if we're playing tennis, all you have to do is go home and... and yeah, uh, hockey's not tennis, serve. though. Hold serve. You're, you're down 2 nothing in the series. That's still bad news, Bears. Oh, no. I'm not saying it's not. But, I mean, you can go home and win, too. We've had, like, recently... These have been better on the road, though, these playoffs. You better hope <laughs> that they're playing way better. But let's, before we, 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 um, we go away from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, hold on. Like, I got a lot more to say about the Leafs. Okay, number one is I want to say this. Okay, go ahead. Well, well what's you? Because I'm going to try to throw in a little thing that we're going to defend the Leafs, which is rare for me. But what is it about the Leafs that well, drives me crazy? There's a few things about Game One I want to say. So first of all, of course, Verhage, the, Le- the Leafs draft pick, it's the winner in Game One. Just, that's just typical fashion. Yeah. What about uh, Paul Maurice giving the uh, the gangster sign, the, <laughs> the, the five one on his chest? <laughs> That was is that one of the most bizarre things you've ever seen in a hockey game? No, you know why? Because that that's saying f you to the Toronto media. Because I think that he was a good coach and he's proven it now. And he was your coach. I remember. And the media I- chased him out of town. 
I'm but okay, the uh, team the teams are up and down. Well, hold he could have done on, some stuff because he was pre Marner, right? Way before okay, he yeah. was t- 2006 to 2008. That was his. Uh, that was his tenure. And and who was his players then? That was after all the glory. Yeah, he time was the there. Was he was there like Sundin's last two years. Which so was like, that means uh, well the horror master was playing like oh, nothing. Uh, Ray Croft and Toscolo oh, were his there you go. Oh, okay, oh. Paul Maurice, I'm glad. He, and that, he also had one of the most notorious quotes ever for that no, 08, where he said that was the most talented group of players that he's ever coached. It's like, buddy, you missed the playoffs by like 10 points. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> he put his foot in his mouth. But he was playing with the Toronto media too. And I'm saying this much, the, the battle, the same with uh, Ron Wilson. Okay? No, oh, Ron Wilson sucks. Okay, but anyways, when you get in a battle with the Toronto media... You're best you're gonna to lose say, every time. You're best to <laughs> say nothing or you're going to get run out of town. That's why I like Sheldon Keefe. It doesn't matter what happens. I don't know, I don't know about Maurice end. being like run out of town by the media, though. I don't know if part I Part of it, I was there. And part of it was his yeah. record. But then again, look at his roster. Like, he shouldn't oh, have. But then he was pointed up. I, well, you know what we're going to. It was just. It was, a, it was just. Well, also, like, Leafs management. Like, that was when uh, Richard Petty was president. Just a dark oh. time in history. <laughs> just a dark time. Um,. Before about Palmer, really no, quick. but that that five one that was all to the refs. I don't, I don't think that was to the Toronto media. Oh, I think it was more. To, yeah. Oh, I, I think it was more refereeing too. I agree. Only because like the balance of penalties at the time got weird. But that's the way Florida's been all year, though. So I don't know what. I don't know. It was just a weird thing. I think. It just, I mean, I thought it was crazy. I, I went well. I, with I'm not. Did. I'm not complaining. I mean, I thought it was funny. I'm like, what's... I might. You know, I'm surprised it wasn't played up more in the media. Yeah, it was more pl- played up in social media than it was in the uh, yeah traditional media. Yeah, tra- traditional media, you know what I mean? Why I don't know. I but I I just think it was the fu that Paul Paul Maurice was playing. You know, sure. there's an interesting stat about Paul Maurice that I going into Game Seven that I did not know. Did you know he's never lost a Game Seven playoff game as a coach? Get out of town. You got wow. it. Never lost. There's only been four. That was his fourth one with, with the Bruins, but he's never lost a game seven in the playoffs. Wow. I'd have to, I, I forget what was up there. I meant to hold the pause on it. I mean, that's not too surprising because he's had some decent success in the playoffs, right? Exactly. So, exactly. But I it was still, I think this is now 4 0 in game sevens as a head coach. Now, please, you know what? I'm going to go research it, go back and come and listen and say, Cruz, you were wrong. But I'm pretty sure I seen before the Boston game that I said, oh, this record might get broken now. <laughs> and he ended up winning. And I'm going like every time, oh, like, boy. W- like the world is all gambling. I hate to say it, but sometimes some of those little nuanced bets, like if you had known that, there's some sucker, out, no, not some sucker, some guy that, that the professional gambler. Oh, it cleaned up. That probably looked at that and said, "You know what? I'm going to bet just because of that." But yeah, interesting. Florida was probably paying like what plus a zillion, yeah, <laughs> plus three hundred, plus four hundred. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're now in the second round. Where do you think we're going? How does it, how does Drysaddle score four goals and Edmonton lose? Oh, hold on. I think we still got to go on about the Leafs. Oh, good. So, good. So Kachuk, he's just been a thorn in the Leaf side. Three of his four assists have been primary assists too. I'm really glad that we continued on the Kachuk yeah. tip because I'm going to tell you this much. If someone on the Toronto Maple Leafs had half of his grit, you guys would be winning way more. So, I've actually thought about this a lot. So, he went in the same draft as Austin Matthews, right? Yep. So, which, by the way, in the future, we got to do like a what-if show. Okay. But, um, so, my thought is, if the Leafs hadn't gotten a lottery pick, who would they have drafted? 
it should they should have taken Matthew Kachuk if they had the number four pick. Because oh, yeah. I remember that day, I was at the Leafs draft party at uh, Real Sports. I was sh- me and my cousin. We were both shocked that Kachuk slipped down to sixth. Oh yeah, we're a lot like of people were, but I heard it was a character thing at the time. Someone questioned his character. Mm, and he's why? American too. Yeah, did some college ass shit with some kids or stuff. Like, like what do you mean? Like I mean, like he he was cited at events that someone might have said would be bland, polite, occasionally cranky Canadians <laughs> might not accept. I forget so that's what why it was. the Canucks uh, drafted Olu Levy instead of him. Well, then I'm not going to collect any credit at all. Like that's the Vancouver Canucks you're talking about. But you agree now? Hindsight it says Kachuk should have went more because Lalene went second, right? So yeah, it was Matthews, Line, Line, yeah. Dubois went third to Columbus, and I think, and I think Dub- that was a good pick. Yeah, and I think he's going to end up in Montreal that somehow. Was, <laughs> maybe that was a pick that people were questioning because everyone thought Pulyarvi was going to go number three. Exactly, but he ended exactly. up slipping number four. I remember. Yeah. Oh my God! What's oh my God? The, the he was GM of the oh, Oilers at the time. I'm blank. He was GM of the Bruins before that too. I'm blanking on a, a bald guy. Oh my God! I'm blanking on his name. Oh, you're killing. He me. could not get to the stage fast enough. It was hilarious yeah. to watch. Yes. Oh. Oh. Okay. Anyways, uh, well, but, we'll get back to that. The house that happens. Make a point of that. So next yeah. show we can we remember it. I can see the guy. I can see, I can the see guy. He, glasses. Yes. Yeah. 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 That I, I can see the dude. In any event, I'm saying if the Toronto Maple Leafs had a Kachuk, because he's him and Barkov and that defenseman um, May, whatever his name is, Mantow or whatever, Montour. I'm, Montour. I think he's playing outstanding. He's a guy like I. I can't. Uh, there's a number of defensemen I can't believe Anaheim let go. So Hampus Lindholm on Boston's one of them. Montour on Florida's another, and Shea Theodore on Vegas. Oh, the yeah. other one. Oh yeah, that, that's always saying. But like you. Or uh, just the, speaking of poor asset management. Oh, Anaheim's right up there on that list. <laughs> I, I did not know that they stole him from Anaheim. Uh, he, let me know that he was. I think they traded him to Buffalo. I think he played in Buffalo before he got to Florida, but. And he's yeah. still not that old. Like he's only what twenty six no, or yeah, something. Yeah, he's, he's pretty young. And, and, and the thing that and he broke into the league as like a nineteen twenty year old. Yeah. Okay. Too, so, so and I'm always saying it, it's really weird. And and you know it's going to probably develop more. And we should keep our eye on it over the years. Is like how this defensive move a bit is that sometimes they get rushed into a situation and they're not ready. So the team panics and gets rid of him. But he had a good start to his career, though, which is what I, I don't, don't understand. remember. I think he had now because Anaheim they had like they had those teams were like fifteen and seventeen. They went to the conference finals. I want to say oh, Montour yeah, was yeah. on both those teams. You think he was? He would have been on the seventeen. Oh yeah, for that, sure. For sure. Oh yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. I know he was on that. But that's what I'm saying. Then you forget about a guy. Then you see him now, and you're going, "Oh, that yeah. guy. I remember him." He to me, that's that. He's one of those guys. I knew Barkov. I knew Ka- yeah. Kachuk. But this guy, I'm going, "Oh." And then you do a little history, and I go, "Oh, that guy." Yeah. You're like, "Where have you been?" But I mean, it's a development thing over time. Like maybe teams should take. It's the same thing we we're talking about with goaltenders in the NHL now. Nobody's got their own goaltender in this series now. And the whole of the eight teams left, who's got their own goaltender? Um, Dallas is the only one with their Dallas, own Dallas, yep. You've got their own goaltending. I think it's something in one other team. We've done this before. We've gone through this before. But I think that's it. But I'm thinking, yeah. I, I'm, a Skinner would have been an Edmonton draft pick, I guess, right? Okay, then Skinner. Okay, so yeah. So that's I'm, it. And like, yeah. But a um, few more wa- things I want to, before we wrap it up about yeah. the Leafs. That Bennett hit on Matthew Nyes. What is this? Like, I thought that was dirty as fuck. Okay, so... That, that was a WWE movie the, pulled down on him. Okay, okay. How is that not... Okay, you don't want to suspend him. Okay, fine, I get that. How is that not a penalty on the play? I'm going to take it one step further. How come it didn't even get a league review? It's over. It's done with. 
has blown my mind. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that we've seen that, have, like, um, okay, we can talk about suspensions. We've talked about it before where they were justified, McCarr, bunting, et cetera, et cetera. But this one here, I'm surprised nothing went on. And this kid's going to be gone. Yeah, and, and what I found a little curious, too, was that uh, Tim Peel, the NHL referee who was forced to resign for saying that the league managed their games through officiating, kind of just commented the laughing emoji when Leaf fans were getting pissed at that, and it's like... Ooh, ooh, that's yeah. ugly. It's a little, little fishy. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll I don't say know. so. It's, I mean, you know what? Yeah. I just think that um, I look at it this way. I thought there should be more done because everyone, I, I, as we were talking about off air before we come on, everyone's talking about the Lafferty entanglement with what's his name when, when they went to the ice. Yeah. And they said that Lafferty initiated that, but there was no didn't see, there was no malice. That was two men grabbing. Yeah, those two guys, the, and away they went. The Bennett one, he's just grabbed like he tried to oh. take him down. They grab him like by the head, basically tried to take. You him know down. what I got out of that? It was like, you know what, kid, I'm going to see what you're made out of. Yeah, that's I kind of had that feeling because Bennett's been around and he's been a playoff performer. Regardless how you look at mm -hmm. it, he seems to be a guy that seems to stick his head up a little more in the playoffs with yeah. his extra. Well, grip. I remember like his first. Like, I think Calgary first called yes. him up in the playoffs. He played really well. Could never really replicate in the regular season with the no, team. No, no. But, but I remember, remember that yeah. year he came out in the playoffs and he was like that, like Tasmanian devil <laughs> yeah, little yeah, killer yeah. guy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And he pulled a little bit of that last night. I mean, his game's a little bit more structured, of course, mm -hmm. this many years later. But I thought it was borderline dirty, too. And and you know what? I hear, here's what I want to answer to. And this is why the Toronto Maple Leafs can't win. Someone should have went over and punched this guy right in the face. Because this is your kid. He was playing yeah. Hobie Baker-type hockey two months ago. Now he's in the heat of the second round of the playoffs. He was on the ice for three of your overtime goals. And some schmuck like Bennett, WWE's him to the ground, and nobody stuck up for the kid? What does that say about your Maple Leafs there, bro? Well, I mean, who do you got? Who? Uh, I would have I done something. I would have jumped in. Like, nobody defended the kid. What's the kid thinking now? He's yeah. out his concussion protocol, blah, blah, blah. Somebody on, and this is why the Toronto Maple Leafs are not winning. They don't have that extra piece of sandpaper. Mr. Milani, honestly, don't you think someone should have stuck up for the kid? I don't know. I'd have to see whoa, the play again. See, hold whoa, on. I, I gotta someone see where got to stick up for the kid or not. You know what the best revenge is? Bland. Winning. Bland. Polite. <laughs> An occasional cranky. Isn't that we got to deal with Canadians? I'm glad I'm an anomaly. I do not adhere to that type of thinking. And that's why the Toronto Maple Leafs are going home, which is going to be really sad because I was really starting to be, I thought I'd be able to be pumping the well, all-Canadian final. But the Leafs okay. are going to win these next two games in Florida. You know why? They're going to go back to 7D. Oh, that's... I'm glad we continued on. Yeah. Okay. How did, why? Why did this win? I don't know why I didn't text you. First game when I seen this, I go, what's going on here? Why are At we At first, I agreed. With, I was a little surprised they didn't go back to 70 for this last game. But game three, it's like, Sheldon, come on. Do it. Go back. You got to do it. You got to do it. it. There's no doubt about it. I don't know who's going who's gonna to go sit in the bench now. What forward? Oh, you're going to have a problem now because you're not even going to have the nice kid to play. Uh, I would probably sit Lafferty. Okay, but now you're still short a guy. He can, you know what? You can have seven guys. No, but, but you dress uh, Aston Reese. 
No, then don't dress him, and you, you just dress extra defenseman now because once Nice is gone, you lost a forward anyway. You're down to 11. Yeah. Once Nice is gone, don't dress no more forwards. Who's ever off is off. Okay. Okay, so now who's the extra defenseman you dress? I put Justin Hall back in. I give him another shot. Oh. <laughs> who, who do you put in, Gustafson? 100%. At least it was really? something power play and move the puck forward. He'll move the puck forward. And they don't have to put him on the ice on the end of the bench so he can't make mistakes. But you can put him on those offensive moments when you need him in the flow of the game. Because Hall ain't going to give you that, fair, that, that. You know when the game gets flowing and you got to go forward and you got to make it go, the chances of someone making a mistake is going to be Hall, not Gustafson, because he's going to be skating faster at least. I don't know. Hall, uh, oh, Gustafson was on all, the... Let's bring on Hall so we can say he was on for 27 of 29 goals. I mean, Bro, Gustafson was on. Hold on, though. Gustafson uh, was on the ice for the only goal of the game that he played. Okay, I'm against. sorry. Okay, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to go back. I wish we had a producer that could pull up tapes right now where once upon a time you said if I could bench any defenseman in the league would be Hall. I understand that. Okay, so you want to bring him back now down as two the seventh D, down as the, the seventh D. No, I you think bring that's back Rasmussen. Really? Yes. Seventh D. Okay, we're gonna. He's playing. He's playing under ten minutes a night. Oh, I'm, I'm comfortable blood with that. Da. Oh, bloody blood! Da. I wouldn't let the guy sharpen the skates. <laughs> so that's how I look at it. I bring on Rasmussen only because of moving the puck forward. Gustafson. Gustafson, whatever. I bring because the way he carries a puck, he could be on the second unit of the power play. I mean, what you need that way offensively, because one of the big failures with the Toronto Maple Leafs now is they're not scoring. Yeah. You know, they're not scoring, and you think... Well, they also had, like, how many posts this last game, uh, though? Uh, I don't care that <laughs> post is a goalie's best friend. No excuses here, bro. I I like gold posts, too, especially I'm if I'm just playing saying, like, I don't know. I think, like, they're close. They're right on the doorstep. Oh, bloody blood. Anything else? Because I got one more thing I want to say. About the Leafs? Yes. Let's hear it. Good okay. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner. You are the complete enigma about everything that is a Toronto Maple Leafs why, and I'm going to tell you why. Number one is you look scared in the big moments. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care about all your points because now we're going to look back at those points. We peel back the onion. There's some empty points that he has scored. He's still top five in the playoff scoring. Yes. We got it. Okay, we got that. What about the dump up? You can't look. When you look out in trouble, he looks for Matthews. So he's making Matthews look bad. Like from now on, I know that they are a partnership. I would rather have. Marner with Tavares and yes. Matthews Nylander. You yeah. got it. Okay. That's number one. Now, Mitch, don't play scared. Don't freaking. I don't know what it is he's got to do, but Marner got, can play better. You're gonna win. Uh, play better, and he and he's looking scared. Number two is, and I'm glad that it got brought up by none other than our one of our. Um, we like to say good, the bad, the ugly about Jeff O'Neill type guy is, and I've told you offline is that Nylander had two chances to break to the net, and he didn't. He passed the puck away. Oh, I'm glad yeah. I, I skipped through that in my notes. The the one in game one was he on the take the second opportunity especially oh was my it was him and the goalie that's what I thought too and I, you know what he, people can I can I really can I have full disclosure I work afternoons so I rarely watch these games in live time so I'm the sucker that comes home walks my dog doesn't know the score and it's now ten after three in the morning and Nylander passes the puck to the guy in the point and I go. I stayed up this late for that. 
what the hell were you doing, buddy? Twice. You know what it is? I think he's too rock star. You see him coming in the arena? He'll get Vanity Fair. You don't have those walk-ins with all the other sports? Oh, yeah. Nylander is going to be one of the NHL. He's got to be. You see his suits? i got to give him credit. Guy wearing suits, hair flying. Oh, he's Swedish. Oh, he's got. No, I'm not going to say Swedish. I'm just saying that maybe because Swedish has that whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to go there. Uh, je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Is that what it is? I can never say that properly because <laughs> I don't want to be able to speak French that well. Okay. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the extent of that bibliothèque fromage. Oh, yeah. That's the extent I, I, of my French. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. That's good enough. A little further yeah. than I am. Okay. Before we go, what, what do you say the odds are of the Toronto Maple Leafs winning this series? You told me they're going to win the next two. You guys say they're going to win the next two. I'm saying they're done. I'm, I'm saying they're going to win the next two and the, the third. They're going to win game five in Toronto. I'm going to say this. I want to be, I can't wait for all the talking heads and all the people that are everywhere in the GTA that Toronto won one series. And when they get blown out by Florida, what are they going to have to say then? Here's what I'm going to say We're headed to seven games. Uh, I hope so, just because it's more fun. It's just because it's more fun. No other reason than that, because I can't see it happening. Toronto, get ready. It's going to be another long series. You I'm, didn't want it I'm to be that so way. I'm so hoping that you are correct. Just for Shuey's Bar and Grill. Just for Shuey's Bar and Grill. Just for every Chucks in the GTA. Just for everyone that over soaks you for a beer just because you're out there because you're cheering for the Leafs. I'd like to keep it going. But however, if you want to talk about um, starting to look like another serious disappointment, and I hope it doesn't go that way, what's going to happen with our Edmonton Oilers? Oh, boy. I mean, they got to figure out how to stop a goal. Uh, That's their big problem. Now, I'm going to tell you this. But I told you this. But this uh, is, I, I think Vegas say, fooled us all. Yeah, yeah, okay. They played us all season. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I really think they did. They figured out they're like, hey, maybe playing the villain all the time, maybe that doesn't work. Okay. Maybe flying low, you know, just kind of staying in there. Under the radar. A, a very quiet 111 points this year. You don't often hear that in the NHL. They're a solid team, though. They were all year. They were. Very come on. solid. Okay, we know that. Very, we very know that. Solid. We just didn't. They were another team, but even though Mark Stone coming back, you made the Kucherov. Uh, mm -hmm. Reference is interesting mm -hmm. because, like, he's coming back. He's been, like, unbelievable. Jack Eichel is suddenly, like, He's got, what, four goals he's, in the playoffs? He's, he's looking, he looks solid. looking way better than any Jack Eichel that I've seen in a long time. I so. mentioned Shea Theodore before. Yes, I, he's one do. of the best defensemen in the league. Doesn't get as and nearly enough playing, press as he he's deserves. Play, yep. He's maybe the best defenseman in the series. So I'd we're going to have to is. look. The bottom line is this is it's going back to our, our continual, and I'm not going to stop until he retires if I live that long. Connor McDavid, if you want to be on the Mount Rushmore, you have to win something. You well, know what I mean? Here's the good thing for Edmonton, though. They're down just one game. They can still get the the away I'm split. I'm still saying, I'm, right? I'm, yeah, and that's tonight, isn't it, tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, it's tomorrow a Saturday night. game. I'm, I'm really, I'm thinking they're going to get the split, and I still think they're going to win the series, and I'm going to still, my my long shot still, I'm going to keep in my back pocket, only because of Connor McDavid and Drysdale and, Ray, and Ryan Hobson Nugent, not because of Nurse or Skinner. No. Okay, don't. can we cut to the chase on that? Uh, the other guy. Maybe, that, maybe uh, at home, too. He's at home, yes, that's what I'm saying. Those guys. 
guys. They can win the Stanley Cup. I'm going to say they can still win the Stanley Cup. And, I mean, they got a guy like Drysaddle who, like, he had a fantastic game. That second goal, banking it off the goalie's back. Beautiful. What do you make of that? Beautiful. Beautiful. Creative. Thinking on the ice in the moment. This is where I am. Bang. This is I'm going to score. Bang. Red light went on. And that's just, like. (laughs) I rewound that one three or four times because I I, I went, oh, look at that goal. Oh, my God. But he got four. And what happened? They lost six four. Oh, there you go. So it doesn't matter. No, does it? I mean they got it. But you know what? It is their back end. Do you think Campbell That's, sees any of the ice in the rest of his playoffs? Oh God, I hope not. It's not unless it's like another situation like he got on the ice in the first round where Skinner just like lays an egg and you like you have him in a relief appearance. He's not going to start another game. I'll guarantee that. Okay, so here's what I'm saying too: is that sometimes when you watch a goaltending in the history of hockey, I sometimes think, is this Skinner guy good enough to? win you a playoff is he good enough to win you the stanley cup and i'm saying no <laughs> we're having this conversation again. we're going to go with all goalies now i'm not going to say that about borowski i'm not going to say about buddy on on dallas i'm mm-hmm. saying that they could do both of those guys could do it i'm still well, saying what's his name? one of those guys he's very hot and cold right okay, we did, exactly. i should have brought that up too where he's either like actively winning or actively losing, losing series okay, okay we right know now that. looks like he's actively okay. you know getting it done for florida okay but. and uh what's his name on jersey He's the other goalie I oh. trust. Even they're down 2 nothing now. I, I trusted yeah. him. I thought he was like a little, especially at the end of the mm-hmm. Rangers series where he really picked it up. He was a, like uh, like a little bit of a, a wall for them. He played sure. way, way, way better. But I want to talk, talk about Laurent Brossois, though, on that dry saddle play, though, because that's like the ultimate lose-lose situation for a goalie because you got dry saddle behind the net. You're like, okay, I got an eye on him. But really, you're looking at McDavid like David. on the oh, other 100%, side Oh, 100%. 100%. There's no doubt. And you know what? I'm not in that moment. I'm glad you brought that up. Because what if you're that goalie? Yeah. When you're there, what do you do? This is good, bad, or ugly. Especially, you know what? And I love the flow of hockey. Yeah. You get the, you, like, you don't get that kind of, like... Like, um, I don't know how to explain it. Okay, you could have Jordan here, Pippen there. Who are you going to pass to? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. These guys are on blades. They're moving fast. It's going to be in the moment. Nobody's dribbling. You got the puck and movement. You're What's literally you passing to the open man. There you go. Thing, right? There you go. Um, exactly. But like that that play, I bet you that, that goal is going to be played by like every goalie coach or like high level goalie coach like everywhere basically and like what how they would have for the rest of my life oh exactly for the rest of my life agreed no doubt <laughs> even like on the, like i mentioned the jeff merrick show before that that yeah. same goaltending guy he was discussing like about how like whatever like the like the goaltending guys that he talks to like they're kind of like back and forth about how they would have done it and like oh like the stand up versus butterfly oh yeah yeah i always get that yeah. conversation but here's this in my heart of hearts one of my favorite positions in sports is is a goaltender in the NHL. Of all sports, I, I, I've never said that before. I think when my son, bless his soul, he knows I always said, what's the craziest thing you want to be? Not a catcher in baseball. Too many foul tips. Screw that. But he goes, but what about the vulcanized rubber? Well, you got a chance to set for that. Me and they get yeah. all the... Defla- anyway, but I'm, I'm really saying, like, didn't you have a little bit of a feel sorry for the guy a bit on sure. that play? Didn't sure. you feel, you know what I mean? Like... Because you're like, like, fuck, I wouldn't have done much better on that play. No, I don't know if I would have done it either, but... That, it goes as a like what are you do like stand up like square against uh, the post and like oh like, he's just gonna pass it to McDavid. There you go. It's a goal either way. Okay, so now I'm looking at it as the other way. As a couple of these, we shouldn't get back on this, but for for ten seconds is. That's why Samsonov let in a couple of those bad goals at the wrong time because he should have been thinking like that. 
I'm telling you. But then Skinner's going to be no better for Edmonton if they win the Stanley Cup. Like, I don't know who's the, who's the best goaltender in this playoffs left over. We've gone through it. Let's yeah. not talk. Good luck to goaltending in this hockey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you Continue. Wanna you want to take it to uh, Carolina, New Jersey? I don't know what I'm going to say about that because it's 4 nothing tonight. Yes. I So my take there is just like the hurricane system is prevailing. They have guys that are out. We know that, like Pacioretty, Sveshnikov. Ah, uh, Pacho, who cares? Uh, still, he was one of their big offseason acquisitions, right? Yeah, so was Robbie Ray for Seattle. How's that working out? <laughs> okay, okay, that's just didn't mean to divert that quickly, but I'm just saying. Still, come still, on, you don't Pacioretty, think, you don't come think on. Catch I'm glad could still he, be uh, useful on nah, like the second nah, I'm line I'm glad role. he left the Habs. I didn't, you know what? I hope the door didn't hit him in the ass when he left the he Habs. Was your captain, Cruz. I was a mistake. I never, I wish you knew me then, because I said, well, I woke up in the morning, Pastor Ray, your captain. I what? What? That's what I said. I was not a fan of that at all. I wish Serge was here right now, the proprietor of Shoei's Bar and Grill. He would tell you I was not a fan. When he was named, I'll go, no. He was named A, wasn't he? He was one of three because we never named a captain. No, he was captain. He had the C on his chest, sir. Oh, yeah, that's right. I should have known that. That's, that's, why when I, the whole... that's why I disrespected it so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Passeretti. You know, well, no, no Tavo Teravainen for Carolina either. So okay. another good top six guy. Okay, so here, here's the thing about Carolina that I have to say. Let's go back. If you take the, ch the tapes of the house that happens, and this is where you get caught up in your own individual soliloquy bullshit. And I, John Alexander Cruz, have to confess now that sometimes I talk too much in this way. If you go back once upon a time, I thought Carolina just after our celebration. break. Remember I was talking up Carolina, and then what did I say? They didn't have that guy. Yep. I kept going, oh, remember when we got to the playoffs now? And I'm going, I really like Carolina, but ah. You've ah. been Mr. Flip-Flop on there Carolina this go. year. There you go. That's what I'm saying. We don't mean to flip-flop. I'm glad you're calling me out. I don't yeah, mean, I mean to flip-flop. It happens to the best of us. But I you know, don't <laughs> want to flip come out because now I wish I was going to keep my original statement when I was calling them at the All-Star break. Look at Carolina. They could do it, but who's their guy? Then all of a sudden I looked in the mirror and I said, oh, I remember saying Jersey's going to catch him and they'll be the first place team. And I said all this stuff. So I didn't give Carolina the respect they did. And remember I said Jersey will get there and then, then Jersey's going to lose to Carolina and against the Rangers in the first round. Oh, my God. How yeah. could I be cheering for this team? Remember? Yeah. Oh, how do I look now? 2 nothing on New Jersey? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, and it's, who's it's it? Five who they got right next? Now, so. Oh, there you go. Okay, so that's a 2 nothing lead. So now, hypothetically, if Carolina plays Florida in the conference finals, who are you picking? I'm going Carolina all day. I now. might pick Florida. Why? Because of the toughness? Because well, of, because they're also, gelling as a team? How many times have we seen it where a team wins the President's Trophy, they choke that playoffs, but then they rebound and have a real strong playoff the next year? I would say a half a dozen times in the last freaking 10 years. There you go. Colorado. Um, Washington. To, Washington. Yeah, yeah. Go down. Pittsburgh the one year. Pittsburgh never won the President's Trophy with Crosby. Oh, that's right. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. It happens a lot, though. Yeah, more more. Yeah, if you were to check the numbers, that would that would be the way. So anyway, no disrespect to the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay, I didn't. Uh, my, my, my worry with Carolina, they got is that two like styles, one more, one, don't they? Too. No, that's that's Florida. Oh yeah, Florida's got two styles. <laughs> I'm just. You know, I wanted to make my, a joke. My worry about that. Carolina though is that they're one. Like they already have some pretty big injuries. Is that like wins that wins the straw that's going to break the camel's back? You know, especially like if they lose a D man, I don't know if that team's going to be able to handle it. Dougie Hamilton's back though, right? He plays for New Jersey, sir. 
<laughs> Who's the big guy on uh, Brett Burns? Oh, Brett Burns. Yeah. Okay. Slavin, Brent Burns, uh, Pesci. No, oh, no, 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 no. Um, Shay. Brady who did Shea. I just say? Uh, Dougie Hamilton plays for. Yeah. New Jersey. I thought that he was. I got him mixed up, and it's Brett Burns that plays for. They're both the same age now, right? Um, Are they both caliber? Couple of years difference? Uh, well, no. Burns is much older. Burns was Warner? drafted like 03. Hamilton was drafted like 0... 2011. Yeah. In any event, for that screw up, because I don't look at numbers enough, and I and I got to look at faces and names or whatever the case may be. Dougie Hamilton's on. Yeah, it's Brett Burns. In any event, what I'm saying is that the Carolina defense has got the look of the Boston defense, and that all those guys are like the six yep. footers that go up and down their lanes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't name you the other four guys on the Carolina defense. I couldn't even do it if my life depended on it. I do know this when I watch the games. They hit people, pick up the puck, and they head man it. Every guy, they look the same. They look cookie cutter i'm saying this about the theory of hockey the teams that have won in the last few years what have they had cookie cutter defensemen st louis when they won the tampa the two years you know you have those cookie cutter guys you stay in your lane you hit everything you see you head man the puck you clear in front of the goalie let him take the shot if you can block it great otherwise not led by brett burns who i was going to say dougie hamilton um dougie hamilton uh whatever they were there. The thing about it is that Carolina is when they put their power play out there. I was like, who's going to play the point? Mm-hmm. Power ball, Brent brothers, Burns. Okay, I, but I'm still saying like I, I thought it was Dougie Hamilton stuff. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to ride that to the bank. But anyways, it was Brett Burns out there. But I'm like, he's not. I'll give it this way. He's not a Riley. He's not a Doughty. He's not a. He saw like 66 points this year or something like that. Did he? Yeah, he had a really good season. He had a really good season. He had a great comeback season. And sure. he's on well, a one I mean, year, that, right? Now he's a free agent. Like he's gonna make no, money. I think he's got another year left. Because San Jose signed him to like the, the max. They said that was yeah. an eight years Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he deserved it. You go back at the I'm time. Already, he, yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and he went to the end. So this is the last year of his. This is a one He's got another year left after this. I Interesting. Maybe, Interesting. Maybe another one after that, too. But if they go one more round, it's worth the money. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Well, because even the way you play in the regular season, I mean, you yeah. can't argue with that. I'm uh, I'm going to look that up for the next show because I'm going to line them up. They're still going to be playing, but there's another guy playing on the Carolina defense that I like a lot. I think he's Finnish or... Well, there's Brady Shea. Um, that, there's Pesci, Slavin. One, is he the guy, one of them over there? One of them's from Europe? Uh, Pesci and Slavin, I'm pretty sure, are both North American. Shea's like... Czech, I believe. Uh, well, one of them, maybe that's the guy I like. Yeah. But he's he a used European. used to play for the Rangers. Yeah, yeah the European-looking guy. I yeah. love the way he skates. I love the way he breaks it out. I like the way, like, you know, what? he's been on the ice at the end of the game a couple times where, like, they had to, like, like they weren't killing a penalty, but mm-hmm. they needed to end the game. Well, he's one of those guys I'm – I was really surprised when the Rangers moved on from him, especially considering that their left side, D, isn't that strong. Like, Fox and Truba, they're guys there. They're both the right sides. I was the, he was one of those guys I'm like – Hmm, like you sure you want you sure that's the guy you want to trade, especially to a division rival of all teams, right? Point well taken. That, that never made sense to me, but I mean, good on Carolina, right? Okay, so now before, and also holding New Jersey to one shot in the first oh, period. Oh, that series was crazy! And Burns has two years left after this year. Two years at only five point two eight because uh, oh, that's San, cool. Because San Jose uh, ate a lot of that uh, contract at the time. Okay, so before we get away from hockey. Because I'm we got to talk about still uh, Dallas, Seattle. That one's tied at one-one. Pavelski the four goals in game one despite the loss. Oldest player to score four goals in a playoff game. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And How old? Se- 
Uh, well, he's he was part of that 03 draft as well, so he's got to be like 38 now. Wow. 37, 38. I'm glad yeah. he came back from that hit. Yeah. And all that stuff there. Yeah. Like, I'm glad he's there. But that's another game. That was another four-goal score, and you lose. Well, and Seattle had four goals. In the, lot, just a lot of fours in that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seattle four in the first period. Pavelski four goals. I really thought he was going to get the fifth in overtime. Okay, so uh, uh, that's what everyone was screaming for because that would have been like a like a Kobe scoring eighty one oh, or whatever just you call the cherry that. On, it the was, ultimate cherry on top. No doubt. So, what do you say about that series? I'm going Dallas all the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, thinking with Dallas. I'm, I am too, and, I, and I'm thinking there. And you know who's been really playing good hockey? My boy Tyler Segan. He, he really has, has been. been. He's he's like, turning back the clock. Yes, he has. He he he's out there. And what's your other second line center guy? I like too. Rupi Hints. Yeah. That, oh. Yeah. I'm well, loving I think, those I th- two I think guys. He's the first line center. He's incredible. Oh, I think he probably is. But he's I mean, third in playoff scoring right now. Yeah, but I mean, they're having those one, two. They're on the ice a lot. Oh yeah, I'm, wouldn't you have them? No, on the ice no. A but lot. I, but you know what I like is that um, the other night in the Seattle game when it w- was tight at the end. Did you notice that they were out there? It seemed like they, mm-hmm. they were juggling the lines. Yeah. So both of them seemed to be coming on the ice like one after another, like with the different forwards, their own line. And I like that. I think that's I, I think that's how Toronto should do it more. Mm-hmm. In the end, they, they, we're going to go, but we'll see if they have the 11 and 7. But be, I think they will. I'm, I'm, I'm all about Dallas. Um, I, I, I still say that Dallas might be the sleeper for winning the Stanley Cup now after seeing Toronto fall down. <laughs> Excuse me, like the fall down, because I don't know who's really a favorite now. But just to get off a little bit before we're done with this hockey thing, the interesting that's happened about this playoffs is some of the hits and some of the suspensions. Yes. Before we go, I'd just like to bring up something about um, how serious is the NHL about taking this out of the game, or is it part of the game? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three incidences, and then we'll get off the subject really quick, and we're gonna say uh, how does this work. The first incident is we're gonna talk about is um, the combined Macar bunting hits. We have agreed that both of those deserved suspension. Yes. Okay. So we're here. So the New York Rangers are no longer playing, and. We are still talking about the Troopa hit on what's-his-name and uh, dropping him to the ice. Yes. So they're never going to come up again because the New York Rangers are no longer playing. So now we have a new series where somebody WWE's a rookie coming in for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he's probably not going to play a game, and there is no league review or nothing's going to be said about it anymore. Doesn't that make you start to think is who is serious about what? Player side, owner side, officiating side. Because what's going to happen is when a guy does give it to him, then you give him the $5,000 fine and he plays the next game and it's business as usual. Well, he didn't even get the fine for that hit. No. Well, whatever the case. It's a different hit. Okay, yeah. But I'm saying, you know where I'm going with this is that, okay, now you go away and a player doesn't play and this guy doesn't play. And you still, where is the justification or where is the yeah. justice period? So I have a theory. If you do something like that now, money changes everything. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a $5,000 fine. It's a $100,000 fine. 
So that way, the players have to police themselves. So if they all say that they're about safety and they're all about concern and we all care, let's hit them in the pocketbook. I love it. Wouldn't that be an interesting way? You know what I'm saying? So now when you think about taking that guy's head off, you better be cleanest hit you've ever seen because if they review it and you're throwing an elbow to a guy's throat that's a hundred thousand dollars yeah that's fifty thousand dollars that's seventy five thousand dollars what's five thousand dollars to a guy making six million dollars a year when he can dummy a guy on the ice on a when he gets the opportunity it's nothing don't even think about it thank you very much so as we talk about the end of this hockey thing, which will segue us into the basketball thing, is the fact that I hear in the house that happens said, if I ever got into a room to talk with the NHL officials about how they're going to straighten up, how we define what's a big hit, bad hit, penalized hit, or whose career we are threatening, let the players decide. And how do you make the players decide? Hit them in the pocketbook. That's not Gary Bettman. That's not what's his name, Peros or whoever it is that runs <laughs> yeah, that, George Peros. that runs that, that discipline thing. It'll end up being the players because you're going to think about it now. I don't like to take it one step further. In the heat of a game, and it's two-two, and it's the seventh game of the Stanley Cup Finals, and a guy's coming across the middle with his head down, and I can hit him to the next area code, and the puck goes loose, and Mike goes down and scores the game. I'm not thinking about a hundred thousand no, dollars then. Not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll work its way out itself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But I mean, and like you say, like it's the players policing themselves. But I just argue that's the league, you know, doing what they should be doing. They're not though. I know they're, they're not. not. I have I, a lot of problem with player, uh, with, with, with like the Department of Player Safety and yeah. officiating. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, you know so much I mean? inconsistency. There's so much nonsense. We've gotten into it before. Kangaroo Court. The high, the guy running the your player safety is a former goon who runs a company called Violent Gentleman. Come on. Okay. Come so on. It sounds, like <laughs> sounds like a joke. Sounds like a joke. Anyways, at the house that happened, I think it's important that we bring this up because the playoffs are far from over, and we're going to see a whole bunch more crazy hits. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? As the as deeper into playoffs, the more intense it's going to get hit. And I'm just saying, if anybody really values player safety concerning what's a hit, dirty hit, or not a hit, and we have to go to the review and we're looking at the video, my theory is this. The fine is no longer 5000 It is 50000 there you go. Thank you. I agree with that 100%. I can get behind that. Thank you very much. In any event, we're running this really long because it really is a... Um, uh, I'm not going to take this away from it. And the people that are going to be listening are probably agreeing with this. Is the fact that um, we are Toronto... We are Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Canada, which is hockey-centric. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about hockey, which we have done. But before we go, I'm going Toronto... Ah. Toronto, ah, uh, and before we get to the, the playoffs, I'm going, ah, uh, it's not because not just the Toronto Maple Leafs. I want to talk about how did the Toronto Blue Jays go into Fenway Park and get freaking oh, bitch slapped and sodomized, and you know, four games in a row. Not one game, not two games, not two games, three games, but four games. And here's one thing that you said. You questioned the starters, and I said, back the F up. 
We had what? Nine quality starts in a row. Did you see our starters lately? No, thank our guy tonight. Yeah. He, he stopped the, he, you know. Bassett started tonight, right? Yeah, and I, and I do believe he went 4 nothing. Uh We did. We did win 4 nothing. so where do we get out of that? And considering the other four games, like, what did we do? Now, we did beat Boston 24-6 last year. Remember we punished them? I remember that okay, game. Okay, so is this the payback? That was only one game. These guys oh, took boy. four from us you know what i mean yeah i mean and the, the pitching the, was atrocious the first two games you think oh you know those are one run ball games whatever bad what, pitching what, both times sure but Not i mean that thinking, was much better no but i mean think but after those first games you're thinking okay we got mano we got gosman those next two games time to split the series 100 percent. but then you know we just puke it up again so i don't know i mean <sighs> i'm worried about manoa now because this six seven seven, oh, I'm trying to. I'm, over, I'm not worried about Gosman. I'm worried that. Uh, well, and it's funny too because a lot of people before the season were saying Manoa was um, kind of a fallback candidate, like a regression candidate. I've heard that too, yeah. but I'm not. I, I'm not buying into it. I'm still saying he'll he'll come back. He'll be I over five hundred. Uh, the way it's going now, he's going to be a little bit uh, down the rotation once it comes to All Star break. Oh no doubt. And it, you know, but, but but who's going to go ahead of him? It'll be Bassett and Gossman on front because Bir- Bassett caused Bar- yeah. Barrios was looking great till his last start to see him. Yeah, and I'm still not trusting, and I don't want to sound xenophobic. Our co, our Japanese. Japanese. I said Japanese, correct? Well, I, I think I, well, he's the number five anyway. You cut it, I think, mm. Gucci. But I mean, like, but yeah, Manoa is definitely in danger of being passed by Gosman, Bassett. And uh, Barrios. And Barrios. Yes, okay. thank you. So I just want to point out this again. As we've been living in this great city we call Toronto, and I will tell you this, way back in the day when I moved here years ago, it used to be the Detroit Tigers were in this division too, but then mm-hmm. they made the shift and they went to the Midwest. But let's get well, back. Well, they, yeah, they added the central the division, division right? Yeah, and it, it all came in and Detroit got lost because that was one of Toronto's greatest rivals. But that's not my point. I'm going to go back to when they made this. They took a look over and said that AL East – I'm going to go back to that right now, that the AL East is the toughest division in baseball. Not even close. I'm thinking, like, remember we were, like, we were laughing at Boston two weeks ago? Yeah. Both of us. <laughs> oh, La- we both were, yeah. We were laughing at Boston. And I still think Boston's going to be there because I think their pitching's all over the board. But they're third in the league in hitting. Third yeah. in the majors in hitting. Like, you know what I mean? Now, their defense is no... You know what their Boston's doing right now, which it won't... I never say plays out over a whole season. Yeah. They're hitting their way through bad pitching, bad defense. Like, against they, Toronto, they they played, made, They've played a very home-heavy schedule, though, so far. Agreed, agreed. Right? And, they, and they've been... Worse than mediocre on the road, let's just say. Okay, so I'm not expecting... I'm, I'm more worried about Baltimore. Oh, 100%. 100%. But what's their pitching? I look at their lineup. I'm going to go with the quality start stat. That's important to me to say how you're going to win your division. You know that Toronto still leads, except for Tampa. I think they're both tied if you check it out. For quality starts in that division, we're still the team with the most quality starts considering what we've done in the last few games with this rotation. You know, and I'm going to say this. Can we have a regular second baseman? Remember last oh, week boy. we had this discussion? Let's just, since you and I have had a show one week ago, let's look at the box score. Who's played second base? Three different guys. Merrifield, Biggio, and Espinal, correct? Yes, all three of them. So how are you going to be steady about And then a couple times it wasn't like, a couple times it didn't matter because the scores was out of balance, but if the game was closer, where Bichette had to make indifferent plays or mm-hmm. Espinal or Biggio made indifferent 
different place because it wasn't consistent about who's around the second base spot, which mm-hmm. brings Vladdy off the bag and him trying to make too many plays because Vladdy is not a gold glove. I'm now convinced he's not a gold glove first baseman. I, he's not, but maybe he is. <laughs> well, he is. He's like Mike Tyson is also considered a felon, racist. I mean, a uh, rapist. And he didn't do nothing, but he went to court and he lost the battle. Well, uh, Vladdy won the freaking vote. Yeah. That's, I don't know if it's a weird analogy, but that I'm is, saying, that's a, but I'm a saying one, yeah. I don't believe that Mike Tyson's a rapist, and I don't believe that Vladdy Guerrero is a gold my Not to get too off track, but I thought Mike, like the that was not very disputed the Mike Tyson one. I got hundred percent disputed. If you look at the really? facts, what happened was okay. that all white America. He went in there and the, the and the judges said, Mike, don't go on the stand. And Mike went on the stand and said, Do I need to rape bitches? I got bitches falling out of my pocket. White America said, Go to jail, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was over. And no chance. And if you reveal all the details, it's one of the cases there's two or three cases that are bringing up in Harvard now that are the worst cases that were ever Defended and or the Mike Tyson one's one of them. Mike White wow. is now coming up is one of the cases that we're going. Let's look at this. Is like how do you who's wrong? The defense or the defendant? Is the OJ one in there too? No, no, that's called the corruptness of the case. Mm. That's I see, I see. you know what I mean. Like how how that one and the other one is. Um, oh, I lost track of it. The Tyson. Oh, um, our Canadian. Um, my favorite writer. Um, Oh, in the post every weekend, he's Lord of Canada. Um, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I love you to death. I think he's a great... Conrad Black. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They're studying his case as another worst case of misjustice mm-hmm. in American history because they buried him because he had money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyways, we're getting yeah, way... Yeah, we got to move on. Yeah, let, let, let's get back here. The, re- the analogy as of getting back there is sometimes you get framed as something that you're not. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Guerrero has been framed as a gold glove first baseman. Took me a long time to get here. At the, at the same time, though, he's who, not. Who, he's who, not. Who else would you give it to, though? Oh, there's a couple guys around the league. Yeah. I'll come up the next. I'll come up and tell okay. you again, including the guy that plays for Baltimore right now. Okay, I, I forget his name. We're, we're going to bring this up the next show. I'm going I'm to take that up there. But what I'm saying is I'm still going to say this. When the dust settles, the Toronto, Maple, the Toronto Blue Jays will be there. We're still – what was my theory? Win 20 before you lose 20. Yeah, they're basically right there. 19 and 13 now after tonight. 19 and 14. 19 and 14. So it looks like they're going to get over their line. Now what they're going to do is Nate Peterson – when Nate Peterson was brought up too, wasn't he? He was. Okay, so did he? But I know he had an indifferent moment. They brought him in at a moment didn't really matter. I want to bring him guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they brought him up in a moment that doesn't really happen. So in any event, the reason like we don't want to run too long with the show, we always going to be Blue Jay centric. And I'm just saying this: I'm scared for the defense, which I was, and I'm going to say this, and I've said it a million times. I think we might. I'm I'm not sure if the jury's still out. Is do we give up too much offense? To compensate for the defense? And did we get enough defense back to make our we'll team see. better? I, uh, I still want to wait till mid-May, so like another couple weeks before I really make any hard-line decisions on that, but we'll see. 
We're still hanging in there. I mean, eight oh, games, no, no. I'm happy. If you told me we were, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm going to say that. Eight games out of first place isn't ideal at this point, but. No, I mean, but then Tampa Bay had the start of a lifetime. Like, what is Tampa go. Bay? Okay. They're, they're 27 and 6. Okay, that's insane. That's like the Detroit Tigers, 84, Baltimore, yeah. 87, all those those great teams that those started. At the same time, that could be like the start that carries them to, like, you know, just an unreal, like, 110 win season. I don't think and, they'll get there. I think that's still, I think they're going to be, they have uh, to be there. No, because they still, they're, they're scheduled. Yeah, I think, Look at their Tampa schedule. Love. Oh, I do. Nah, why? They play at the trap. Please. <laughs> they hit foul ball. They They've been nothing but consistent for, like, the last 15 years. Unbelievable. Had this discussion with other people off the air about they should be considered one of the greatest franchises in North American sports due to the fact that they have a small market, they have no money, and they're playing in a league with no salary cap, and they still compete yeah, better than everybody. And they're there always. every year. It's like they're the greatest anomaly in North American sports, don't you think? A hundred percent. Because like know, Oakland days, like that. Oh, they fell off the cliff. Well, uh, oh yeah, Oakland. Like in they, they, they had, those, had those early years where they were good, but then it kind of became like trading, losing, and winning. Right? That's the way they how they had to keep up. Tampa, like they had, there was like 2015 when like the Jays were really good. They kind of had a little bit of a fallback, but that, I mean, since then it's just been. Didn't we have to beat them that year, the Donaldson years? We beat Texas, but then we have to. No, we never played Tampa Bay. Oh, did we, oh, that's a lie. Uh, Three years ago with the expanded playoffs, we played them in the playoffs. Oh, that's, that's it. when it was. Okay, yeah. I hope we get to play them again because, I mean, I okay, you say give Tampa uh, Bay some love. I don't give nobody in the American League East any love except for the Toronto Maybe not club. love, but give some respect. I give them respect. How about that? I will give them respect. And I don't even know who their starters are. And they're still running seven starters. They don't, you don't, you know what? You have to check. There's three. The top three guys play every time. Yeah, Those McClanahan. Three, yeah. Yeah. They, they are in regular rotation. When they get to the fourth and fifth starter, I, I, I wonder what do they do? They look at analytics and decide, okay, he's going to start. <laughs> How many righties are in the lineup? How many lefties? Because when you get they to They might. Because, like, have you read Extra 2% at all? No. So I got, I got to let you borrow that book. It's okay. basically how the owners of that team turn them around. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I've heard about it, but it, I haven't read it. It's an excellent book. Excellent. I, okay, book. I should read it. Bring it around. I'll give it. I'll definitely give it a read. But yeah, it's interesting you said about that percentage because how many starters have they had this year? They've had, I think, eight guys start. Yeah, I'm pulling up their pitching stats right now. Give me a second. But their ERA is amazing as a team. Sure. You know what I mean? And do they have a defined closer? No, they have a closer by committee too. That's what really blows you away. But it doesn't think, win I World Series. A, I think that's something you can work with, though. Because, like, situational bullpen help. Okay, how many World Series has Tampa Bay won in the last 15 years? I'm just None. saying. How many okay, times like, have they gotten the World Series? Time, at the same one. time. Oh, sorry? One. How many times have they got to the World Series? One. Twice. No, two. Twice. Twice. Okay, sorry, twice. Did they but also, any? at the same time, the Dodgers, they have all this money, all these resources, and they've only won World, one World Series, right? You just have some breaks. Interesting. A lot of things need to break your way. Interesting. Especially, like... Especially like I don't know. The MLB playoffs, it's it's just a completely different Okay, well, okay. So I'm going to say this. I think that L- L.A. Did wow, we- okay. And you guess, so you said Tampa's had eight starters. Yeah. You undersold it by over half. Why? They've had 10. 10 starters. So McCl- That's what I'm saying. That's McClanahan, not going to win. So McClanahan's Those guys are always going to start, yeah. Yeah, Rasmussen starts six. Yeah. Zach L- Eflin started five. Those three are always going to start. Calvin Foucher started four. He, Jeffrey Springs started three. Yeah, yeah. They're going to move those guys around. I think it's according to the lineups or how many lefties or how many lineups of the team. And we, you know what? They're going to get to the wire. 
That's what I'm saying. They always get to the wire doing this, but they but never then, win. But you, but you said those three so guys. I think this is but weak. hold on, hold on. You said there are three guys. They always start them. Playoffs, how many starters do you need? You only need three. There okay, you go. maybe three or four. But here's what they do there now. Then they analytic these guys to death. They get to the fifth inning. They haven't given up a run. Oh, it's their 87th pitch out. And this reliever comes in. They get smacked. They lose. They go home. Well, that was okay. That's twice that's it's how happened got, in the last well, five years. Uh, in, in, twice. Well, in the Wheeler's won. Yeah. Well, that was, that was the big a worst. One. He yeah. said, Bye. I'm going to San Diego after that. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, But I, don't you think they'll learn from that? No, they haven't learned. Oh, come they on. Keep Look what they're doing now. How can regular, they say they this learn is regular in? season? I don't care about that. I'm t- we're talking like them in the playoffs. I think they learned their lesson there. Wah, At least I would have freaking hoped. Wah, wah, I'm just saying, don't don't be surprised if Tampa wins a World Series in the next five years. And the check is in the mail, and I okay, I can't say that on the air. Anyways, the bottom line is that so because we don't even use the mail anymore. Bottom line is I have I'm, gonna, I'm showing Tampa Bay respect. I'm saying the thing is that I'm going Baltimore, and we're in the next show we're going to do more, a little bit more extensive on baseball. We'll even do something on this side in the American League East. I'm going to bring some numbers, situations, and talk about the last five years. Sure. Okay, and we're. And when we get to the end, we're going to say Tampa Bay is not going to win a World Series. I'm going to say when we get to the end of that, what we're going to say is maybe Baltimore could be the team has a greater chance of winning than Tampa Bay, which wow. they'll say that's wow, off the that's charts. Taken half. You're damn right it is, and I hate Baltimore. But I'm going to tell I hate you, them too. I can't stand them. But I'm going to tell you what they might smash and bash their way through with all those young guys playing defense. Okay. Because they 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 they're, they're they're pretty good defensively. They well, swing Tampa the ball. Bay is even better defensively. Well, that's that's where I'm going to start to sound. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, hypocritical again. What wins baseball? Pitching and defense. defense yeah. Okay, and Tampa Bay seems that because I looked their fielding percentage. They're top five again. They're always top they're, five. They're always they're, pitching they're, and defense they're, is their they're, forte. They're top eight. But what? But I say I say analytics kills them. We'll see. We'll see. That's uh, all we're uh, that's all we're gonna do with baseball, except we want a big a big shout out to uh, Pittsburgh, who our Blue Jays are playing right now because I can't believe that they're in first place in their division. Still early, agreed. But still, I, I, I still think Milwaukee wins. Oh yeah, division. yeah. I'm gonna say that, but it's not. It's one of the things that just it's the little baseball uh, nuances that we yeah. want to bring up because we're gonna have a lot to talk about them later in the year because it'll be the main. Um, Subject matter. One of the things that I want to bring to mind that we're on tape and remember the show is number one is Pittsburgh has surprised the living hell out of me. I'm saying that when San Diego Padres quit smoking weed, (laughs) those guys going to win it all. They're the most up and down team I've seen all year long. Like some games, they look like they're unbelievable. Juan Soto can't hit a lick right now. What's up with that? I, that blows my Even mind. That goes back to the end of last year. Exactly. Is it in his mind? Did you hear him complaining about the pitch clock? Really? Yeah. That's not a good sign. You know, exactly. So I'm saying, but, but when, 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 when this guy finds himself, where is it going to be? Now, When's that going to be, though, is the big question. Okay. But then, there... then you got the other thing around, and you got and a... They, and they gave up oh, not huge. just an arm and a leg, oh, but, you know, like... <laughs> you know what we're talking about. But then, and then here's the other little thing I want to talk about is that a former MVP just recently, Cody Bellinger of the Los Angeles Dodgers who they kicked to the curb because of yeah. whatever thing it is. You see him with Chicago Cubs and the Cubs are suddenly relevant and he's leading the charge. Yeah. So one of the things we go, because I hope that Cubs we have, have been, have they, like the record is 
500, but I mean the run differentials plus 45. Oh, they're they're gonna that's gonna that, that'll catch up to you in the standings if you keep playing you like think. that. It'll it'll even along the way. But I'm just saying, like when these guys move in places like that, there's an example like Soto, who is who, like two years was be called be called a generational player. People, I heard people calling him like the best hitter of all time. Okay, I've heard you, that thrown around with him. Okay, so that's insane. Then you had Cody Bellinger who said he's a mama's boy. Let's get him out of L.A. now and look at him in Chicago. Wasn't there like? Well, I heard the weed. Was okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I heard. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Okay, but you know no, what I mean? No, those, I'm just saying those little stories that you yeah. heard about a guy like Bellinger and they raced him out of town. He got his ring with L.A. Yep. But by that did. time he was down on the lineup because he already won his MVP by then. And they were always saying that, oh, he's this, he's that, or the other thing. You see him at freaking uh, Wrigley Field this year? Guys, yeah, already, he's already like, who's the front runners, which we'll talk on a, sh- a show at the end of the playoff, who the front runners are for the major words in baseball. We we're not going to talk about that until it's over. So, I got to stop baseball because our show is running way too long. Now, is that a minute and 50? <laughs> how did we get here? Before we a lot go. Of hockey talk, that's how. But we have to. We're in Toronto. Oh, sure. Okay, so before we go, I just want to say one thing. We always like to end this show with the uh, a little bit of a um, subject that's completely a little not pertinent to the games that played, but affects why we watch some things. So maybe we are not giving the NBA playoffs the... Um, we will as it gets closer to the end because, like I said, we can't be on the, the air forever. However, and the NBA playoffs have been up, down, and whatever. But we're going to start calling out ESPN and their effect on all things playoffs. ESPN Ske- and TNT. Let's, let's yeah, okay, well, okay, oh, yeah. exactly. The scheduling, the games, what they want. Uh, another thing is I don't think that um, – they always say the NBA got to where it is today because back in the day, with all the problems at the marquee, they, they market players first. That that makes them, uh, the, the stage of what they're doing, makes them so great. So now what do we got to listen to? The Curry-LeBron show? I'm going to say that's going to go seven games just because they wanted to, and there'll be ratings. And then if you anyone talk about sure. the referees doing this and that, watch that series go seven games. I don't doubt it. Okay, you know why? Because what is happening with NBA, and we're not saying that represents nothing but assholes, but, and nothing good comes after, but. The bottom line about the NBA right now is that I just think it gets ridiculous with all the little nuance, drama, who's going to win the game. Like, did you not, were you surprised that LA lost by 20 points, 30 points last night? No. No. Were you surprised that Philadelphia come back and, I mean, Boston come back and crush Philadelphia after losing at home by a zillion and with Tatum only scoring seven? No. So why do we got to kowtow to the NBA and, and, and the TNT? Oh boy! Well, I should say like the oh man. One of the things that really bugged me here was that um, it was first round, so we had L.A. versus Memphis. It was yep. a seven thirty start, I believe. How okay? Like which okay? Fine. Like Memphis, like they're in the Western Conference. Like you could argue that they're like more. They really should be in the East, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like they're it's Lakers in there. It's a Western Conference playoff game. It's. That's a 4.30 start local time Pacific. And somehow the Milwaukee-Miami game starts at 9.30. How the hell does that happen? The politics. With, without without the politics. ESPN. Like, yeah, exactly. 
Well, that's just so ridiculous. And like, you're just giving the a giant middle finger to your fans there, especially especially the East Coast fans there. What you guys stay up to like midnight in Miami or Milwaukee to watch a playoff? Well, maybe not Milwaukee, but still like eleven thirty to, to for a playoff game. Come on, that's not fair. Charles Barkley is the only guy I've heard of all the talking heads that have said that. He's good actually, for him. He brought good it. For him. He brought it up. He said like, and he works for one of the networks and too. And he said, he said, what about the scheduling of the games? Don't you think of the fans? I know because originally the Memphis Grizzlies were the Vancouver Grizzlies. Yes, they were. We know that. So you're gonna have some time in because they're on the East Coast. It's just East Coast as you can get. So I got to set balance. But I, I'm saying these are the nuances of the NBA that I don't get, and it and then that starts to affect the way they schedule. Look at the hockey now. Oh boy. Okay, because That's now next they got the docket. Okay, because they got to move the games around to satisfy um, the NBA scheduling. And not only that, it was interesting when Jason Tatum at the end of the game apologized to Janice Jackson for not ending the first round <laughs> soon enough because they had to adjust her her concert because people got to realize these yes. arenas are used for other things besides the sports. Besides yeah. sports, you know what I mean? But anyways, we're, we're, we're going to get out of here because we this is a Friday night show. This yes. is not a Saturday morning show. Yes, so I, got we, a, I got a wedding to attend on Saturday, and Cruz I, was wonderful enough to show up here after his shift on a Friday night. So, big thank you to you, sir, Cruz. Okay, can you say one thing about them? There's two things we're going to do. We're going to end the show this way, and I think you're going to really appreciate it. The number one thing is this. I say if you go to the wedding, if you're going to a wedding, the number one thing is a ceremony. Yes. So, the reason that we're having this show tonight is, and who's the couple that are getting married? Uh, Massimo Marina. Massimo, I actually work with him, so. Okay, yeah. And his, and his, uh, his lovely fiance, Marina. Okay. Yeah. Can I have a big shout out to two of them that I'm saying that the reason we're having this show tonight is I have so much respect for your ceremony that I would prefer that we have the show now. And I hope you guys are married for 50 years. Plus. Plus, okay. <laughs> now, there's one other thing that we are. We are the house that happens from Shuey's Bar and Grill in Etobicoke that are many things that are called Canadian and all things good and all things great about our country. We would be remiss if we did not say a huge respect and rest in peace to Mr. Gordon Lightfoot. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We it would be the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Sundown, if only you could read my mind from Aurelia, Ontario. As a little boy, I did not understand Canadian content. That guy put a huge statement on songwriting, um, music, any essence you want to talk about Canadian. Yep. Is Mr. Gordon Lightfoot. The fact that he sold a couple rainy day people. Did you know that was a number one hit in Japan by an okay. artist I did not even know about? That's the greatness of the Gordon Lightfoot song. So wow. we'd be remiss if we didn't say rest, rest in, peace. in peace. And also rest in peace to Peter Klima. Oh. Died. There oh. have been some rumors that he he was sick, So and, and that's just very sad to hear. Oh, did if, you? If you ever have a chance to hear about the story about how he defected and came overseas to play for the Red Wings, I would look into that incredible story. That to smuggle his girlfriend through like Hungary I believe too it's it's absolutely insane do yourself a favor and uh search that up please okay then then and scored one of the most crazy was it like a five overtime goal? yes yes I got that but yeah uh, we will talk about Peter Klima later because once he got here he also established other things about his behavior that could be questioned Okay. Alrighty, and we're not going to go there. God bless Peter Klima, but uh, in understanding that, and back to uh, our man, I want I want to still hyping him. God bless Peter Klima. 
but Gordon Lightfoot is Canadian. Yes. You know what I'm saying? In any event, I hope we were able to entertain, entice, or irritate you in every way possible. And maybe educate. And maybe educate here at the house that happens. But I just want to say thank you for listening. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. Go Leafs, go. We keep the vibe alive.